0: Chapter Six of The Mysteries of Paris, Volume Two. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Mysteries of Paris by Eugène Sue, Chapter Six, The RENCOUNTER The night set in clear and cold. Following the advice of the schoolmaster, the chouette had gone to that part of the Holloway which was the most remote from the path, and nearest to the cross road where Barbillon was waiting with a hackney coach. Tortillard, who was posted as an advanced guard watched for the return of fleur-de-marie whom he was desirous of drawing into the trap by begging her to come to the assistance of a poor old woman the son of bras rouge had advanced a few steps out of the ravine to try and discern marie when he heard the goualeuse some way off speaking to the peasant girl who accompanied her the plan had failed and tortillard quickly went down into the ravine to run and inform the chouette there is somebody with the young girl Said he in a low and breathless tone, May the hangman squeeze her, weasand the little beggar exclaimed. The chouette in a rage, who's with her? asked the schoolmaster. Oh, no doubt the country wench who passed along the road just now, followed by a large dog. I heard a woman's voice, said Tortillard. Hark, do you hear? There's the noise of their sabots. And in the silence of the night, the wooden soles sounded clearly on the ground hardened by the frost. There are two of them. I can manage the young one in the grey mantle, but what can we do with the other? fourline can't see, and Tortillard is too weak to do for the companion. Devil choke her! What can be done? Asked the Chouette. I'm not strong, but if you like, I'll cling to the legs of the countrywoman with the dog. I'll hold on by hands and teeth and not let her go. I can tell you. You can take away the little one in the meantime, you know, Chouette. If they cry or resist, they will hear them at the farm. Replied the Chouette and come to their assistance before we can reach barbillon's coach it is no easy thing to carry off a woman who resists and they have a large dog with them said tortillard bah bah if it was only that i could break the brute's skull with a blow of my shoe-heel said the chouette here they are replied tortillard who was listening still to the echo of their footsteps they are coming down the hollow now why don't you speak said the chouette to the schoolmaster what is best to be done long headed as you are eh are you grown dumb there is nothing to be done to-day replied the miscreant and the thousand bob of the man in mourning said the chouette they are gone then i'd sooner your knife your knife full in. i will stick the companion that she may be no trouble to us and as to the young miss tortillard and i can make off with her but the man in mourning does not desire that we should kill any one well then we must put the cold meat down as an extra in his bill he must pay for he will be an accomplice with us here they come down the hill said tortillard softly your knife lad said the chouette in a similar tone a chouette cried tortillard in alarm and extending his hands to the hag that is too bad to kill no oh no your knife i tell you repeated the chouette in an undertone, without paying the least attention to Tortillard's supplication, and putting her shoes off hastily. "'I have taken off my shoes,' she added, "'that I may steal on them quietly from behind. It is almost dark, but I can easily make out the little one by her cloak, and I will do for the other.' "'No,' said the felon. "'Today it is useless. There will be plenty of time to-morrow.' "'What, you're afraid, old patterer, are you?' said the chouette with fierce contempt not at all replied the schoolmaster but you may fail in your blow and spoil all the dog which accompanied the country woman scenting the persons hidden in the hollow road stopped short and barked furiously refusing to come to fleur-de-marie who called him frequently do you hear their dog here they are your knife or if not cried the chouette with a threatening air come and take it from me then by force said the schoolmaster it's all over it's too late added the chouette after listening for a moment attentively they have gone by you shall pay for that gallows bird added she furiously shaking her fist at her accomplice a thousand francs lost by your stupidity a thousand two thousand perhaps three thousand gained replied the schoolmaster in a tone of authority listen do you go back to barbillon and let him drive you to the place where you were to meet the man in morning tell him that it was impossible to do anything to-day but that to-morrow she shall be carried off the young girl goes every evening to walk home with the priest and it was only a chance which to-day led her to meet with any one to-morrow we shall have a more secure opportunity so tomorrow, do you return and be with barbillon at the cross-road and his coach at the same hour but thou thou tortillard shall lead me to the farm where the young girl lives i will cook up some tale say we have lost our road and ask leave to pass the night at the farm in a corner of the stable no one could refuse us that tortillard will examine all the doors windows and ins and outs of the house there is always money to be looked for amongst these farming people you say the farm is situated in a lone spot and when once we know all the ways and outlets we need only return with some safe friends and the thing is done as easy always downy what a headpiece! said the chouette softening go on foline to-morrow morning instead of leaving the farm i will complain of a pain which prevents me from walking if they will not believe me i'll show them the wound which i have always had since i smashed the loop of my derbies and which is always painful to me i'll say it is a burn i had from a red-hot bar when i was a workman and they'll believe me i'll remain at the farm part of the day whilst tortillard looks about him when the evening comes on and the little wench goes out as usual with the priest i'll say i'm better and fit to go away tortillard and i will follow the young wench at a distance and await your coming to us here as she will know us already she will have no mistrust when she sees us we will speak to her tortillard and i and when once within reach of my arms i will answer for the rest she's caught safe enough and a thousand francs are ours that is not all in two or three days we can give the office of the farm to Barbio and some others and share with them if they get any swag as it will be me who put them on the lay well done no eyes. now one can come up to you said the chouette embracing the schoolmaster your plan is capital tell you what fourline when you are done up and old you must turn consulting prig you will earn as much money as a big wig come kiss your old woman and be off as quick as you may for these joe skins go to sleep with their poultry i shall go to barbillon and tomorrow at four o'clock we will be at the cross-road with the trap unless he is nabbed for having assisted gros boiteux and the skeleton to do for the milkwoman's husband in the rue de la vieille draperie but if he can't come another can or the pretended hackney coach belongs to the man in mourning who has used it before. A quarter of an hour after we get to the cross road, I will be here and wait for you. All right, good bye till tomorrow, chouette. I had nearly forgot to give the wax to tortillard. If there is any lock to get the print of at the farm here, chickabiddy, do you know how to use it? said the one eyed wretch to tortillard as she gave him a piece of wax yes yes my father showed me how to use it i took for him the print of the lock of the little iron chest which my master the quack doctor keeps in his small closet ah oh, that's all right and that the wax may not stick do not forget to moisten the wax after you have warmed it well in your hand i know all about it replied tortillard to-morrow then foline said the chouette to-morrow Replied the schoolmaster. The chouette went towards the coach. The schoolmaster and Tortillard quitted the hall away and bent their steps towards the farm. The lights which shone from the windows serving to guide them on their way. Strange fatality, which again brought du Durenel under the same roof with his wife, who had not seen him since his condemnation to hard labour for life. End of chapter six. Read by Céline Major